Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today I'm joined by Trevor Crane. Trevor is a sought-after speaker, trainer, and coach. His mission is to help people take their life and their business to the next level, no matter how successful they already are. He's a 10-time number one international best-selling author and the founder of bestseller Big Business and Super Kids Book Publishing. He's the host of the Greatness Quest podcast and the creator of the Greatness Network. Trevor, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for reading that. Um, Next time, I'll try to make that shorter for you, okay? <laughs> That's all right. So before we jump into more about your business, I would love it if you tell us a little bit about who you are and maybe some of the things you like to do when you're not working. <clears throat> who am I? My goodness, what a question. All right. Um, I think I spent a week focused on this question and I couldn't answer it for so long. Uh, let me see. I'm a, I'm a father. I'm an author. I'm a publisher. Um I'm a lover. That's for, typically I save that for my wife. I'm a son. Um, I think we wear a lot of hats. Uh, I've been, I, I, since we were talking about books and you said 10 time bestselling author and stuff, uh, I, I'll just throw out a little vulnerability here instead of just how sexy I am. Um, I, I struggled for over 20 years to publish my first book. And one of the primary reasons, and there were many, that I didn't get it done, but I didn't understand where a book fit in my business and where it fit in my coaching practice uh, or whatever it was that I was promoting and excited about. And so I spend a lot of my time these days when I'm not playing, and I love to play, so I'll travel and do fun stuff, but I spend a lot of my time talking to authors or want to be authors and helping them figure out how to craft their message so that people want them. And most people don't know how to do that. And I, I'm one of them. At least I was for a long, 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 long time, an embarrassing amount of time. Uh, and now to brag and say I've got 10 best-selling books sounds awesome. Uh, but you know what? I'd rather tell you what I'm more excited about, which is that my clients have best-selling books. And maybe even more exciting than that is my daughter, at least exciting to me, maybe not to you, but my 10-year-old daughter has nine best-selling books. And I wouldn't have thought that that was possible a few years ago. I didn't understand. I, I didn't get it. I didn't know what the business behind a book was. I didn't know how it would help my business and my life. And so I spend time doing now what I love, which is typically talking to awesome people like you and then finding out how I can help people craft an amazing message so their book becomes their most powerful marketing tool to capture their favorite ideal dream client. And if you do that well, you can start to do that today. And hopefully we'll talk about some of that today where people can start to attract clients and build their coaching and consulting business. No better way than a book. And I hope to share some of those strategies today. Great. Well, everybody loves to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus on your business journey. How long have you been coaching and what really led you to get into it in the first place? How long have I been coaching? <clears throat> okay. So when I was a little kid in high school, 
I went to, let me see, I was probably a freshman or sophomore year. I went to uh, the the younger kids. I say they were in fourth grade or something. I, I went with all the parents to go watch them play kids play soccer. And the parents sucked so hard at telling the kids what to do and how to play soccer. Next thing I know, I'm out there coaching them. And then they they volunteered me as their coach <laughs> for the, all the other parents pushed me up. So I've always been that. I, I was always the little kid. I'm, I'm gigantic right now. Just imagine me being Tony Robbins-esque size, and, and you'll know that I'm about three-quarters that. <laughs> but um, so I I always had – I felt like I had to try harder when I was in sports and in school and things, and I was never the smartest. I was never the fastest. I always felt like I had to try the hardest and work the hardest, and I had to figure out how to be smart rather than skilled. And so – I think that helped me to kind of figure out and crack the code. And professional, I think you're asking the question about what really, when I really started coaching, um, I started coaching and consulting accidentally after I started having some of my own successes in business and friends and family would say, how did you do that? And I'd start helping them. And then my friends started doing well. Uh, one of my buddies started a business from scratch and I helped him build a three and a half million dollar company. And he, and I was like, well, maybe I should start charging for this. So at first I was very scared to charge. I didn't know what to charge. I didn't know how to offer my services. I didn't know how to sell them. And, uh, and I, and I, and I quite frankly didn't even like accepting money from people that I enjoyed and became friends. And then I'm like, why should I be getting paid? to uh, talk to my friends and that I had to get over that. So I stopped coaching and consulting for a while because I said, this sucks. Let me just go do something else to make money because I was incongruent. I was scared. I didn't understand. Like it didn't feel fair <laughs> to take money for do to doing something that I love that I do for free anyways. Uh, and I, I have gotten over that by the way. Uh, so formally for the last 15 years, my primary source of income, maybe even close to 17 now, 15, 17, something like that. I get confused, but uh, that's been my primary thing. And I, uh, I work with a lot of my, my primary clients are business owners, coaches, consultants, and speakers. And now I use, I give them the gift of a book of how they can write a great book in 90 days or less and turn that book into your most powerful marketing tool. And if anybody's wondering like why I'm you're asking me coach questions and history questions about where I came from, but I want everybody to think about right now the most money you've ever made in like, let's say a year. So write that down or think about it at least and just imagine the most money you've made in a year. Maybe it's this year. Maybe you're doing better than ever. Uh, maybe, maybe a couple years ago was your best year ever. I don't, I don't know what it is, but write that down because if you do that and then add a zero to the back of it, first of all, tell me if you like that result. And most people typically like it unless unless they are making no money and they're like, oh my God, I've never made any money. <laughs> you know, but zero plus zero is zero, but or zero times zero is zero. Uh, but, but if you, that was a 10x result. And that's what happened for my wife and I when I finally cracked this code of instead of making excuses and not getting it done and thinking I could learn all the amazing tips on a podcast or a YouTube video or on the $100 course I bought, uh, that didn't work. Uh, hiring a mentor and getting help and figuring it out, 10 x our income when we published books in the first 12 months. So if you like that result, then I'd say a book might be up your alley. 
Well, it sounds like you have built up a really successful business, but everybody knows that getting that business started can have a lot of ups and downs. So can we talk about maybe a low point or just a disappointment that you had as you were getting your business started? Okay. Do you want to go with lightning? Okay, I've got a lightning strike story. That that one sucks. Or is awesome, however you want to look at it. <laughs> and then I've got a bankruptcy story. Those are those are two good ones. Which would you like? Bankruptcy or lightning? I don't know. Lightning sounds good. All right. So I started my a water sports business and I thought it was gonna be awesome. I was all fired up. I met with a um I was in my twenties and I'd just been interviewed by my a high school teacher, an ex football coach of mine. And one of the high school teachers, and he said, what do you want to do with your life? He was interviewing us after we'd graduated from high school. This is a few years ago, by the way. Not like a couple. <laughs> but over a decade or two. Oh, my God. Yes, it's real. It's true. And uh, I I said, I'm doing what I love. You know, I, I, I just became a boat captain, and I'm, I, I started this water sports business, and I think it's the greatest thing in the world because every day I get to help the people to get those two weeks a year to take their holiday, I get to help give them the greatest vacation of their life. And uh, the first uh, seven days of business on July 4th weekend, um, I had two kids hit by lightning in my parachute. Um, I'd invested all of my money into this business. I borrowed a significant amount. My buddy, best friend, and I were in that boat driving it that day. And... Uh, it was a 19-year-old girl and a 14-year-old boy, and it was a beautiful day on 4th of July weekend with thousands of people on the beach in Naples, Florida, out of the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. And I would have had my mom and my grandma up in the parachute that day. I thought it was safe. But instead, lightning struck, and I was driving the boat, and I saw them float down to the water because the heat from the lightning actually melted the line of the rope before I saw the lightning strike. Then I saw the lightning strike. It ran through both kids. Um, they fell down to the water unconscious, not breathing. By the way, we call that dead. Um, and I was fishing two kids out of the water, scared to frickin' death. And over the next few minutes, lifted them out of the water, sat them on the back of the boat, uh, my buddy, who was an EMT, he and I breathed life back into them while we called for the paramedics to come um, and pick them up on the beach. And I had people videotaping on that day, happy people, videoing the kids screaming on the boat and people crying. And uh, the little 14-year-old boy woke up singing, saying, screaming, I can't feel my legs. And I held a, his 19-year-old sister's hand as she finally opened her eyes, scared me to death that she wasn't going to. Finally opened her eyes, and um, I looked into her eyes, and she couldn't move any parts of her body other than squeeze my hand. And uh, I lied to her. At least I thought I was lying at the time. To I thought it was the nicest thing to do to tell her that she was going to be okay. And... It so happened that I didn't lie to her. She was okay, but holy crap, I thought I was the biggest loser on the planet and that I just killed these two kids. Fortunately, it didn't work out that way. Uh, we saved their lives. The parents hugged us and said, thank you for doing so. And in the uh, the lawsuits and the Coast Guard and the challenges with things that, that came thereafter, 
um, it was all love, and we found out, you know, we were found that we weren't guilty of, like, dodging lightning bolts. But the relevant part here is that, and I share this story sometimes when I speak, and uh, I can still get emotionally caught up in the story. I'm not right now, thank goodness, because then I'm, I'm not crying <laughs> like I did then. Um, I actually didn't cry until after I dealt with the emergency situation. But here's what everybody gets to choose. If you're starting a business, and I think you mentioned to me that a lot of your audience are starting their coaching practice. And I shared with you the fear I had of selling myself and my services and even accepting money at one stage. And you know, you have a choice. You can you can give up when the going gets hard. And the parasail lightning story, my business partner quit. He said, I can't take it. He stick, stuck around for another eight months or so or 10 months and said, I can't do it anymore. He was scared to death. And he asked me to buy him out. And he wasn't, he was just scared we were going to hurt somebody again. And he was, his confidence had been shattered and he just wanted out and he bailed. However, I stayed. I found the resources to pay him, and I found the resources to pay him when things got worse after that, if you can believe it, they did. But I made my first million dollars in that business. Um, I didn't get it all in one year all at one time, <laughs> but I, I made my first million there, and I was able to stay the course. And anytime you begin something new, you're not going to be awesome at it, and I guarantee you, actually, I'll just ask everybody this question instead of guaranteeing it. What is the likelihood that when you start doing something, you're going to have challenges? And I think everybody would probably answer it's pretty likely. In fact, if I was to give you, if you were to give it a ratio of possibility, you know, it'd probably be more like a hundred percent guaranteed that you're going to have challenges. And some of them are going to be really yucky and uncomfortable. And if you know that these are coming, it's like knowing that it's going to rain. You know, now you can not go outside anymore because it's going to rain and you can not like the snow. And so you don't go outside or you can know that it's coming and be prepared. And instead of being scared when it happens and when someone goes, boo, I, I, I think you suck. I don't like your stuff. I want a refund. You know, whatever the deal is, whatever, when lightning strikes, what are you going to do? Are you going to quit and give up and go back to the job? Or are you going to find a way and pull through? And when lightning struck and those kids were dying in the water and dying on the back of my boat, I didn't quit, thank God. And I didn't quit when when we got sued. And I didn't quit when the Coast Guard came after our captain's license. And I didn't quit when I was too scared to accept money in my coaching business. So it's up to you. And I don't know whether or not any listener right now is like willing to pay the price. But I promise you, the the gap between where you are and where you want to go is going to have some hard points. Hard points. And you get to choose how you're going to face them. Are you going to find a way or you're going to make excuses and you get two things in this world and you either get results or excuses and you can have either. You just get to pick. It can be a story about why you don't have what you ultimately want or it can become a story about why you have what you want and it can become the setback can become the reason why you succeed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we were talking about your first business, but I'd like to talk a little bit about the coaching. And I'd love to know a time in that business when you felt like you were finally starting to gain some momentum, like maybe you finally were getting a steady supply of clients coming in. Okay. So when I cracked the code to get clients in my coaching business, I felt momentum. So two things. Number one, I learned to sell. And number two, I published a book. So let's go over number one first. 
Uh, number one did not come before I failed miserably. And I highly recommend not doing this. If you can avoid it, just get some help. And my number one advice to any coach or consultant or anybody in business is to get a mentor. Find someone who has phenomenal experience getting results for other people. Don't just find the fit person at the gym. Don't find them. Find the professional that already creates phenomenal results for other fit people. You're like, oh, look at their, look at their clients. Are their clients making money? So that's how you measure the mentor. Now, I did not do that at this stage of the story. I went 20 sales calls in a row where I knew in my heart the people I talked to I could serve. And they loved me. They said, thank you. Oh, my God, Trevor, this consultation, this free consult has been so good. You've changed my life. Amazing. And I didn't make a sale. Not one call, not two, not ten. And not calls, just calls, but face-to-face. And on the 20th one in a row that I met someone who needed my help, wanted my help, and I had absolute total confidence and conviction, I'd done this shit before, I knew I could help this woman, and I helped give her the plan to make it happen, and she chose not to work with me, which I know the result of that. The result of her not choosing to work with me meant that her problems and challenges and the gaps that she has in her life are going to continue because no call, no conversation, no podcast, no one course, no one thing, no one trip to the gym, no one tip is going to make the difference. It takes a significant amount more energy and focus and help to make something happen and I kept failing, you know, and it wasn't about the people. (gasps) I was attracting the wrong people. No, 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 no. There was one consistency in those 20 clients in a row. And the same person that kept showing up at all these meetings was me. And instead of me having the perfect, and I had a script, man, millionaires had helped me come up with the better coaches than me. And I'm like, why do I suck so hard? And I wasn't upset with me. I was upset that I sucked so hard. I couldn't help these people. That day, I left the coffee shop we were meeting at, and I walked to my car. It was in a mall, and I walked to my car in the parking garage, and I sat in my car, and I cried like a little baby. And I cried because I felt like I'd punched the woman in the stomach that I had just met. She left with a smile on her face thinking I helped her, and I knew she'd probably lose her business. I knew she had a miserable relationship. I knew she wasn't happy. I knew that nothing was going to change for her. And she was all fired up with no place to go. And I felt like a miserable cad. And at that time, I'd finally had enough leverage. Again, uh, pain gets in there. I finally had to get real and figure out how to sell. And I didn't like part of the sales process. It didn't make me comfortable. I didn't like it when other people felt uncomfortable. So I wouldn't let them. If they started to get emotional during my sales conversation, I'd be like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll cover that. You know, I'll handle that. Don't worry. Let's stay focused on the positive. And they'd leave my call and session positive with the plan. And I'd give them 25 things to go do that they wouldn't even be able to do three of them on their own with help. But I got, I got them all fired up. No place to go. So that is the opposite of momentum. The momentum came when I understood the distinction that they needed to. And I'll give everybody this as a tip. Ask, align, associate. Those are your, that's your job as a coach if you want to learn this thing for making sales. Ask questions is number one. And this is tough because it's a simple tip. 
I'm giving you and you're probably going to call, well, I paid nothing for this. This is baloney then because this Yahoo guy is telling me on a podcast that d- please don't discount this. Pretend you invested 10 grand in my advice and I'm giving you the coolest, most awesome advice ever. Number one, if you're trying to get a client and you're a coach, ask questions to find out what people want. Number two, align with them to see it from their perspective. That's your second A word. You want to see it like they're pointing at a star up in the sky. Get in line with them. Don't judge them. Don't coach them. Don't do anything. Just first try to see it from their perspective. Ask enough questions so you can understand and describe it to someone else, to them. And you can say, am I getting it right? And try to repeat it back to them. And number three, the third A word is associate. Can you get them to associate to the gap in their life that they have. Because wherever they're standing is where they are. And wherever they're pointing, this vision of where they want to go, that's where they want to go. The distance is the gap. So as you align with them to see what they want from their perspective and why, and you focus on that with what they want and what they don't want, their pain right now, and then what the, the pleasure they want in the future. If you focus, if you help them associate to the gap. Not you listening and being empathetic. That's I'm assuming you're going to do that already. That was the alignment part. The association part is that you hold their hands so that they realize what it's costing them so that they have no that they better do something fast because consequence is going to come and kick them in the ass if they don't figure it out. When I figured that out, I just had a party because now the conversation was less about me selling my stuff to them. Unless about trying to help fill them up with a whole bunch of awesomeness on one session and more about me helping them get clarity that they better fire up and, and, and change things regardless about me, regardless of whether they buy my thing, that they need to be motivated and inspired to move. And the best way to influence someone, since you talked about momentum, is to find out what influences people already. What influences you does not influence me and it doesn't influence the next guy. I don't know what it is and you don't either. Don't try to read anybody's mind. Ask them questions, align with them, get them to associate to the gap and then ask the fourth question, which is another A word. Are you ready to shift and change? And if they're not, don't offer them anything. They don't want to buy from you. They told you, I'm not ready. And if they are ready, hallelujah, they're going to say, where have you been all my life? That created momentum. And I finally was feeling momentum in my business. And then when we published books, when I finally got clarity around this, I did not do it alone. I got help and a mentor like I volunteer that out to everybody. I'll do that for you as well. We put a zero on the back of our business. We're in momentum. We're like, woohoo, people are kind of hiring us. This is kind of cool. And when we published books. My wife and I were running our businesses a little bit together, a little bit separate. People just came to us and they already wanted to buy. They already were connected with us. Now, was it was it easy all the time? Was it perfect? No, man. I had to work at it. It was still it was still an effort. I had to learn how to use this amazing tool of a book. And again, I didn't do it alone. I got help. And I didn't figure it out on my own crying in the car either. I got help. That's always my go-to is find someone to help you who's figured it out themselves and now they help others. (sighs) Back to you. (laughs) Well, in over 15 years of coaching, what would you say is your favorite achievement so far? My favorite achievement in coaching. Uh, Nothing 
holds a candle to the success of my clients. So that will, that'll change your, your world. Um, you know, my, my probably most proud as a father, my, my daughter's nine or she's 10 and she has nine best selling books and she's building a six figure business behind it. Um, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. I'm proud of my wife, my wife, uh, my wife's fourth book. She just put out called make more money, help more people. That book is so well done that people, uh, that book's for women primarily and uh, women entrepreneurs. And that book is so well done. If people read that book, they want to work with my wife. And uh, my wife helped, helps her clients create – the book is nothing but a showcase of results of her clients. I think – I don't know how many millions of dollars are just case study stories that are in that book. I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud of uh, – my wife helped someone make $6 million last year with a one-minute video. My, my wife helped people go from minus 300 a month to over $4,500 a month. She Every stage of success you can imagine, that's – I'd rather – that is, lights me up. I could tell you about my – beat my chest stuff, but my happiness comes when other people win. And those are wins. Um, and not to not choose family, let's pick a client. I have a client of mine who's uh, was a fireman and he came to me and said, I want to start a handyman business. And I helped him launch that. And then he made uh, the most money he'd ever made. He did a quarter million dollars in, we turned his handyman business into a construction company. And then that construction company, the following year, he said, Trev, this was pretty good. Uh, we evolved that into a development company. And within another year, 18 months, he did about $40 million of business. And I think he had a personal in his per, I don't know, it was millions, 20, 10, 20 million in his personal pocket or however that went with his equity on things. Like, I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, that's something to be proud of for sure. Let's talk a little bit about the, the books. Are you, are you guys self publishing or are you helping people connect with traditional publishers? Tell me a little about that business. Okay. So everybody listening right now, you should write a book. I'm talking to you. You should write a book. And you have a couple of options. The first one that you're asking right now is, I don't know, should I self-publish or should I traditionally publish? Just move past that for right now. And I'll give you the short answer. 99.5% of you will want to just self-publish. There is a place to do traditional publishing. When I meet people that need to do traditional publishing and they choose that as an option and they become my clients too because a traditional publisher does not do any marketing for you. So this is we're clear. A traditional publisher will help get you into a bookstore if they blow enough smoke up your skirt that that uh that your book your book idea is awesome. But the book publisher is in the book um selling business. They make money when they sell books. And what they typically want to do if you go to a traditional publisher is they'll really only hire you if they're worth their salt and they're a phenomenal type of traditional publisher you want to go to is they want you to have a platform. Now, what does a platform mean? What they, there are questions. They'll, they'll humor you with your great idea about your book, about marshmallows or whatever you think is awesome. And they'll go, oh, that sounds great. We might want to publish that book. How many people do you have on your email list? These are the questions I actually care about. How many people do you have following you on Facebook? How many people do you have on Twitter? How many people do you have on LinkedIn? They want to know your influence with others. They want to know your platform. If you have a big platform, they want to publish you because then they know they'll put your brand and your face and your marshmallow message on a book. And you've already got hundreds of thousands of millions of people that will 
want it, want to become a New York Times number one best-selling author, make sure you've got about twenty to 40,000 people that will buy your book, and then you'll have a publisher who will publish your book on just about anything because they know you can become a New York Times bestseller. So if you've already got the platform. So I have a, a hybrid publishing company. I like the power of self-publishing because also the traditional publishing route you have to now sell your idea to another group of people who are going to deign you with the 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 sword of I give you permission that your idea is good enough. Screw them. Uh, Ninety plus percent of you should be self-publishing. You don't need anybody's permission, and you can partner with billion-dollar companies who will help promote your book. They can't wait. They will do it for free, and you don't need anybody to deign you with their the word of awesomeness that your book and you are worthy. That's baloney. So. Number one, Amazon is a phenomenal resource. They're a multi-billion dollar company. I think they're the second largest search engine on the planet. Certainly the biggest one for uh, for buyers. When people want to buy stuff, they go to Amazon. And in Amazon, they search for things they want and problems they have. And if your book is out there and you think that you you should and I'm telling you you need a book you have life experiences you have things you know how to do that nobody else knows or things that help that you know how to do that will help someone else save time or and or money or frustration or whatever people are searching for those problems and solutions to those problems which are called results and if you write a book about that subject about how to get that stuff faster better smarter whatever you're giving people a gateway into your life and into your world and the launch your coaching business so i like the power of self publishing cuz you need nobody's permission and then i like to put some epic author marketing behind it thus my company name is epic author publishing because I'm looking for epic authors I can publish. And uh, yeah, we do self-publishing and I work with a lot of traditional publishers who come to me and say, my traditional publisher isn't going to make me a number one bestseller. How do I do that? My traditional publisher isn't going to help me get clients with my book. I have people coming to me with their new books and they put all this time into it and they've been working with a publisher for years, years that their book has been done and the publisher has not deigned it time to release it. And so the author is sitting there spinning their wheels because their traditional publisher owns their content and they're thinking, I just want to sell some books. And they finally get permission to sell the book and their book doesn't even have their website in it. It's not even a calling card that has any value because there's no bonus inside of it that adds even more value to the reader. They come to me and they say, Trev, I need some help. I want to get a client with this. And the book, they end up going, oh my God, this is not the book that'll help me get the client. So I help people craft a book from day one, from inception, from today, from everybody listening right now, how to publish even the idea of, you know what? I decided I'm going to write a book into your most powerful marketing tool from this moment forward, from today, from today's podcast forward. You can leverage the power of a book, even if you've not written one, starting today, into your most powerful marketing tool, especially if you're a coach or consultant. I'm telling you, I'll give you gold right now if you want to hear it. I'll give it to you on how to do that. Absolutely. Let's hear it. Okay. What other questions do you have? Because I have a feeling before, instead of just answering that question, that you're also calling a little bit of bullshit on something that I just said. So let me make sure I connect with you before I just start talking again. No, I'm, I'm ready for you to keep going. Okay, so we're on the same page. I just want to make sure because I, I have a tendency of 
being loud and not stop talking and let anybody breathe. And then, then I take over and you're like, what the hell was that? What happened? What, what just happened? <laughs> okay. So you want to know about how everybody can today in their coaching business leverage the power of books. Yes? Absolutely. Okay. Let me just ask you a personal question. Why is that important to you? Why do you think that's important to your listeners? Well, I think everybody's trying to grow their business. They're trying to get more clients. Everybody wants to be successful, and they're willing to look at all sorts of different solutions to make that happen. And if this was a solution that helped them get more clients and make that happen, then what? Let's say that it. Let's say this was a good solution. Then what? What? What if it was? What if it was just as awesome as I made it up to be? Then what would happen? Then everybody would want to do it. And then if they wanted to do it, then what would happen? They would need to learn how to do it. And then if they learned how to do it, and I could teach everybody how on today's podcast right now about what I'm about to say next, if they got, if they know now how, now what would happen? Well, hopefully they would go do it. <laughs> and if they went and did it and it worked, what would happen next? Well, I guess they would grow their business. They would be an authority. Get some clients. How about that? Grow some business. Get some clients. Become an authority. Feel awesome about themselves. Get the, This is why we're doing this whole thing in the first place. Yes? Absolutely. So it's important to just frame why I'm even giving these tips because everybody's listening like, oh, God, this, this Yahoo's going to give me more ideas. And, and the biggest challenge I said earlier alluded to the fact that one of the biggest challenges is if I just give this to you, and everybody paid nothing for it, then the tendency is to value things based on what you paid for them. And let me just ask you right now, if I gave you a car and you paid nothing for it, what is its value? What's it worth? It's worth nothing. So that's the fear. Is it free advice? And by the way, I'm giving everybody a hint into how you sell better as a coach when you position your value as being worth nothing because you charge nothing for it, it makes it really difficult for people to value it for being anything more than nothing, no matter how awesome it is. This is one of the little tips I had to figure out for myself. And so when you do, it's not like you shouldn't give free help. I, I, I volunteer. I want to help. I'll help anybody. I don't care whether or not I get money or not. But you have to work especially hard if you don't charge for something, you have to work especially hard to make sure that other people understand the value before you just spit it out at them. Because if you do, you're vomiting all over people's shoes and nobody likes that. They walk away just wiping their shoes off thinking that was worthless and useless and meaningless because I didn't invest anything for it. I'm sure we all know people that when I was an athlete in school or tried to be an athlete, <laughs> I knew kids that were smarter than me and faster than me. And they were, you know, they were so talented, the little bastards. And they just, everything came to them so easy. And what did they do with their talents? I'm working my ass off and they just piss it away. And so when people don't earn it and you don't have to, it doesn't cost you anything, we don't value it. It happens all the freaking time. So I'm making this statement because if I'm going to throw you these nuggets, you got to value it. So are you cool with me giving this to everybody as though you invested some money? Now, you invested something more precious with us today, and that's your time. So I'm not going to take away from that and beat a dead horse here. I just want to make sure, everybody, that you still want this and you know why it's important to listen. Yes, absolutely. Right. Woohoo! Okay, so I set the stage. Now, 
So here it is. Um, my client, Lisa Chastain, came to me. She's a, a referral from my wife, and my wife was working with Lisa to help her with her coaching business. By the way, you should look Lisa up. She's phenomenal, and she has a new book coming out. But at the time, this was in February of this year, she said, Trevor, I need some help with my book. So she paid me for this consultation, and I'm going to give her, you the same advice that I gave her. And here's what happened with her. She took the advice, and she, this is crazy, you're not going to believe this, but um, she she took action with what I told her, and, and, and she used it, and it worked, and she took the advice I'm about to give you. She posted on Facebook what I'm about to tell you. She followed up with the leads that said, oh my God, that's amazing, and she closed $12,000 of new business in the month of February. I think it was a 28-day month this year. So 28 days. So in less than 30 days, she made over $12,000 in her business. So if you guys think that is a cool result, then you might want to take a little pl- uh, play out of Lisa's uh, playbook, which is take action with what I'm about to tell you. So I want everybody to think right now that I'm talking to you personally because I am. When Tony Robbins talks to me on a YouTube video or in front of 12,000 people when I went to his live event recently, or he's I'm listening to him on my tape or CD, he's talking to just me. Actually, I don't have tapes or CDs anymore. I have my phone, but uh, you get the gist. <laughs> I imagine he's talking to just me, and I even am crazy enough to have conversations with him back, but that's another conversation. So I'm talking to just you. I'm a publisher, and I publish books, and I believe in you, listener whoever you are. I believe in your message. I believe your message matters. And I want to help you publish your book. In fact, I will publish your book for you. And now you can genuinely say that you just had a conversation with a publisher. So talk back to me. Say something. Say you're awesome or you suck or something or yeah, hi. And now you've had a conversation. We've had a dialogue. I'll say hi back. Hi. <laughs> okay. So I'm not that great of a listener today because <laughs> I can't hear you, but you, I, you can hear me. So let me carry the rest of the conversation. I want to publish your book. I think your message matters and it's time you get it out there. And it's not just because it's going to impact uh, your life. That's great. But I think it is more important for you to impact the people that you can help. And every day, every single day, every single hour that goes by that you're not helping people, that they're not, that you're not finding more ways to get people into your business. You're not just not helping them. You're hurting them. You, you, you are giving them an anchor. You are contributing to the problem. I believe that if you're not out there like a superhero every single day trying to find people you can help, you are, you are causing harm. You're not, not doing good. You know, not taking action when you're awesome. And I know you're awesome hurts people. So. I believe in your message. I believe you should put it in a book and you should craft it and get it out there. And the first step for marketing and writing your book and making money with your book is one word and it's called declaration. So everybody can write that down. All this build up for that one word. Yes. I challenge you to declare to the world that you're writing a book. That's all Lisa did. She didn't know her title. She didn't know her cover. She didn't know exactly what would go inside, but she got all fired up. And I, I gave her the same consulting I gave you. It took a little longer. I got a little more specific with her, but it doesn't matter. The result was the same. She went on social media, her favorite channel of choice. And she said, <gasps> I'm publishing a book. I'm so excited. I just got off the phone with the publisher and he wants to publish my book. I'm so excited. I can't wait for it to come out. Something like that. 
from the follow-up from that, every person who gives you a thumbs up, oh my God, that's great, what's it going to be about? And they start engaging with you and talking to you. You are doing the most powerful thing you can do in the world when it comes to marketing yourself, marketing your book, marketing your brand, helping people is you are marketing. Marketing is communication. Communication is posting on social media. Communication is calling up your mom and declaring, I'm writing a book. I'm all fired up about it. Don't know what it's going to be about yet. Or maybe you do. Maybe you're all into money or marshmallows or helping women or helping animals or whatever it is. And you can say, I want to write a book about helping animals. I want to write a book about a mission. Trevor, screw you with all your money-making stuff. I don't care about money. I care about helping people. It's not about the money. It's about helping people. Okay, great. So then help more people. You know, get out, get get all fired up. You want to publish a book so you can give it away for free so you can help more people. And you do that by understanding that the book is the beginning. The declaration is the beginning. The declaration, declaration that you're publishing a book is the beginning of the conversation. And now begins the beautiful process of engagement. The most powerful form of marketing you can do with on the planet right now is engage with your client or potential prospect. You don't just put stuff out. You listen to what they have to say back. Seth Godin wrote about this in his best-selling book called Tribes. Phenomenal book, by the way. If you haven't gotten it, you should check it out. Um, Seth Godin said there's four types of communication. The leader to the tribe, that's what you just do. And you, you, you know, you've got the average person has 600 contacts in their phone. There's somebody that you can declare you're writing a book to. And you put it out there and go, I'm writing a book. I'm all fired up about it. I'm a little scared. Just be authentic. That's cool. That's one way communication. Second way communication is when the tribe communicates back with you. And now you listen. You know, you, you receive that. You, you, what James Patterson said, and I took a master class with him about books and how do you, how do you write books and make sure you make a bestseller that people want. He goes, you, you tell people what your idea is and then you look at them to see if they like it. You don't just tell your mom, that's a good start, but tell potentially your client who you might want to read this book and look them in the eyes and see if they, if it makes sense. And they're like, Oh my God, that sounds great. I want it. Or if they're blowing smoke up your skirt. And then if you don't like it, then you go back to the drawing board and that's okay. You weren't rejected. You're doing marketing and testing and engagement. You're the tribe leader. They're the tribe follower and they're asking you questions and engaging and whatever. And by the way, what a phenomenal time to ask them if they'd like to be interviewed for your new book. And I don't care if they're a legend in the industry. I don't care if they're a leader in the industry and they're better than you. I get it. That's cool. Interview them for your book. Or if they're a learner, just like you, or, or, or a beginner, and you need to interview them and they could become your client even better, interview them for your book. What a phenomenal way to set the phone call, to add value and position that value as being very high instead of free, worth nothing value, and then you give them permission to join you. So the four ways of communication are basically leader to tribe, tribe to leader, tribe to new followers, right? Tribe, we've all done this. We've seen a great Batman movie or something, and we've said, that movie was great. And we tell somebody, that movie was great. That restaurant was great. That is us telling other people to join the tribe, to go to 212 Steakhouse Restaurant, which I just went to in New York City last night. Very nice. You should go. I'm I'm doing that right now. Hey, you should go to that. Kobe Meat. Never had it before. Really too fatty for me, but it was awesome. You should go. That's tribe to potential new tribe. And then the fourth way of communication is tribe to tribe where you and I get to talk to each other and go, oh my God, isn't that awesome? (laughs) Or whatever. And those are the four types you want to nurture. We're in a world where we can do that with almost any social media device and the apps on our phone right now. And it starts today with one thing to not overwhelm you. (sighs) 
Take a deep breath and write down on a piece of paper or say this out loud. I am writing a book. I'm going to write a book and go tell somebody about it. And that's the beginning. Nice. I want to change speeds just a little bit. You've told us a lot of great information about your business and about how people can start to expand their businesses by writing a book, having books. What are you most excited about creating next in your business? Um, a thousand number one best-selling authors. That's my goal. So I'm looking for a thousand new authors that I can publish, and that's what I'm fired up about. My, my daughter has a goal to help a million, excuse me, a million, a hundred um, kids become kids' book authors. That's the business she has behind her books. Mine is in helping set people free with uh, getting your book done, getting out of your own way, not suffering for 20 freaking years like I did, not getting it done, but coming up with excuses and reasons to get it done right now in 90 days or less. And to, to have that book meet your mission, not after it's done, but starting today. And hopefully we've gone down that road a little bit today. Everybody's got that. And then I will help everybody a little bit more with some of the how-tos on that because it's it's confusing and overwhelming and you need help. And um, I'll give everybody some free resources today. And for the time being, I'm still giving away my – I've got two new books. One – and I'll give them to your, your listeners right now. Uh, if you go to trevorcrane.biz – trevorcrane.biz, I will give you uh, my two new books. One of them is called Big Money With Your Book Without Selling a Single Copy. And if everybody goes to trevorcrane.biz, I'll send you that free book and you'll get an app that'll go right on your phone. It'll have my smiling face. Actually, I don't think I'm smiling in that. I'm trying to do my James Bond impression on that one. So I'm not smiling. I'm looking tough. <laughs> so if you want to see my the black and white picture of me on your phone, put the app on your phone and you'll get my free book. And then I'm going to ask that if you like it, leave me a review and then I'll send you a free copy of the book. My cost, 100% my cost, at least as long as this promotion lasts. So Go scoop that up. And then my second book is that's big money with your book, even if, or without selling a single copy. But if you don't know how to write a book, I got your back. How to write the right book fast is the name of my second book. And you'll get that there as well. I give you both of those. I give you the link to them on Amazon. I'd love for you to get the physical copy. That's cool. I've got a new event coming up called Epic Author Summit. And I will be supporting people at that summit. I've got a cool new promotion that's coming out where people who get the book get a golden ticket. <laughs> like uh, Charlie and the Chocolate, Chocolate Factory. I was all fired up about that. So um, I've got a new event coming out called Epic Author Summit. And if you get uh, that the big money book. Uh, you get a ticket to that event. But that will support you in making her happen. And I'm fired up because those things are going to change uh, the world. So Trevor, this has been so good. And I've learned so much from you. We're going to finish up now with the final five rapid fire questions. So what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Uh, to be brief, and I love telling stories, so I don't think you've asked me a question so far when I haven't told you a 20-minute story, but um, I, I exercise every day. So for 2,450, 
450 days in a row, I've exercised every single day. I do it for 20 minutes. Sometimes that's walking. Sometimes it's stretching. Sometimes it's running. Sometimes that is uh, tai chi, uh, working out with weights, you name it. Um, So swimming, something. 20 minutes a day. What is one quality that you think every successful coach needs to develop? Uh, The power of influence. Recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. Uh, I'll, uh, let me see. So I've, I've already mentioned some other books. My first book is called High Paying Clients. And that one changed my life into helpless 10x our income. Uh, as far as a book I've read, I already told you about Seth Godin's Tribes. I think that's badass. Um, I would also say uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Phenomenal book. Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love to use in their business and that you couldn't do business without. I use a ton. I manage a lot of things using Trello as a project management tool. And if you're not using that, that's a really cool tool. Finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What social platforms are you on and what's your website? If you if you look up Trevor Crane, you should be able to find me. Typically, there's nice stuff to say about me, but uh, trevorcrane.com is my website, and uh, I'm on all the social media channels, so you can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook and whatnot. Uh, trevorcrane.biz, like I said, will get you my uh, the my gift of my two new books, as long as they're still available. Perfect. I'll be sure to get all those links and all those recommendations on the show notes page. This has been a great conversation, Trevor. I really want to thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.